and welcome to another episode of the Big Apple School podcast, the bi-weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you with your listening skills and of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host and today with me, Ayub, Ur, and last but not least, Alana. So guys, how are you doing? What's up? How are you enjoying this cold weather? Yeah, the weather has changed again. 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 So we had, I think, Two beautiful weeks of almost spring. Ah, yeah. And yesterday it started to snow again, like in the middle of nowhere. Out, out of nowhere, out of yeah. nowhere right? And you know, in I... the middle of my class, when uh, at the beginning of my class, I uh, have told my student, like, look at this beautiful uh, yeah. sunshine. So the student uh, is from Moscow, and I was like, oh, you know, the weather in Novosibirsk is so good, yeah, and like. Okay, so like come again. Yeah, What's the it decided like, like aha. <laughs> I'm a bit jealous of my students who live like in Italy, Cyprus, mm. and they told they told me about trees blooming, flowers everywhere. Yeah, my like, other student, I'm sorry, guys, uh, is from Krasnodar. Mm. And you're like very happy and not at all jealous. Yeah, 20 degrees centigrade, <laughs> adorable. So uh-huh. yeah, it's time to start thinking about summer plans you know like we still have time before that to organize but you know nice to think about the warm weather that is waiting for us mm-hmm. any other news updates well the snow started creating off the road so it's easy to walk so that's good and there is dust yeah it get, came back yeah oh yeah get used to that yeah so mm. that's our friend it makes me sneeze but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah spring and summer and dust go hand in hand <coughs> together so definitely yeah. yeah all righty so we are here today to talk about a bit of a macabre topic you know a little bit of a darkness so we are here to talk about death and future of death and culture of funerals so we're going to be looking at this from the point of view of potential future from the cultural perspective and so on and so forth so and my first question is how do you think the history of funerals and you know the attitude to that has changed over time because let's see if we compare now 2023 with let's say 30 50 years ago so what seems to have changed hmm Well, if we speak about the USA, um, I read that uh, like in the early ages, like maybe in the 70s, they had like only 6% of uh, cremation. Mm -hmm. And uh, with time, like they started uh, adopting this uh, culture, you can say. It's like a kind of culture, yes. And uh, now this uh, rate of uh, cremation raised... And they said that by 2030, 2030, the rate will increase to 70%. Like 70% of the population will uh, perform cremation for their dead people. Why do you think is that? I have no idea. Maybe like um, the funeral, like the cemeteries are occupying some space. I don't know. Maybe lack of space. Most yeah. Lack of space. Yeah, that yeah. could be one of the reasons. You know, I actually um, know that in Yakutia, where I'm from, the thing is that Yakutsk, uh, the city is quite small. So it's more of a town than a city by Russian standards. And the thing is that the city is growing. So they're building more and more and more buildings Mm. and residential areas. There are also cemeteries. So what to do? 
they want the city to be growing, but there are cemeteries that are taking up space. And we always say that the city is built on bones because, you know, mm. the buildings that mm. are there yeah. now, you know, used to be cemeteries and so on, but then they were like dug up and so on. So, yeah, so lack of space, mm -hmm. that's for sure, especially in bigger, bigger cities, I would say. I'd say it's the same about Novosibirsk as well. Uh, everybody, I think, uh, local or... Uh, Who is, uh, who is local. Uh, everybody remembers the story about uh, uh, Birch or Russia, yeah, mm -hmm. Birozova, mm -hmm. Russia, yeah, and uh, the park, yeah, uh, which uh, was uh, and is uh, considered to be built on uh, the area where the cemetery was, yeah. So, and there are some places uh, within the city center with mm -hmm. the same uh, history, yeah. So, So yeah, lack of space for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember uh, when I was in Boston, there were some sort of historical cemeteries, of course, because, you know, they had some historical figures and so on. And obviously they were taken care of, mm -hmm. but all in all, yeah. Like memorial. Mm -hmm. More of a memorial, yeah. I think it also might have to do with the financial side of that as well. Because like you mean the morticians and all the funeral preparations and everything. Mm. The so. preparation, especially in winter, you need to somehow warm up the ground mm. in order to dig, dig up. up. Yeah, so, and it's, it has a lot of people involved. So, and it's quite expensive, I would expect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in this case, people can kind of cut the cost, especially the cost that, you know, for the government as well, because I can imagine it's mm -hmm. kind of cheaper to be cremated and so on. So definitely, I think this tendency to prefer cremation over burial can be observed in many, many, many countries in mm -hmm. these days. I cannot, I do not know about Europe because Europe does not have much space. Like, I mean, a lot of bigger cities, they're so packed. So I can imagine that would be the same tendency. Mm -hmm. Probably so. But uh, another reason why people would... Uh, prefer cremation to just usual burial i think it's some maybe the uh, ritual itself i mm -hmm. mean it might uh, seem to be more beautiful probably uh yeah uh, or more sacred something mm -hmm. like that yeah so uh, the idea of uh turning the body of that person like your body in the future right uh to ashes yeah instead of being rotten yeah Mm -hmm. I think it's more comforting, something like that. It totally depends on what a person mm -hmm. believes in. Believe yeah. Because right. my dad used to say that no matter where I am, like I don't want to be like decomposing and mm -hmm. being there with the worms mm. yeah. when I die. So he was so um, keen on being cremated when he dies. But don't you think it's kind of a traumatic experience for the, the relatives of the deceased person, all right? You you lost a person. Yes. And you, you know that that body is going to be cremated. And it's going to be burning kind of environment before hell. So, okay, uh, can we leave that right, for okay. the after show? Because I have all a personal right. story. Like okay. my dad passed all away right. two years ago, mm -hmm. so I can talk... About, about the crematorium, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, about okay. the crematorium and all that. Because right, you would right. be surprised, because that's the opposite. Or okay, bring it on. I'll be waiting for that. So okay. yeah, a little bit intrigue for for all you right. and the listeners, you know. All right. So you know, I 
I have to say, I have to say, I have to come clean that I'm glad that we have this topic because the topic of death is still stigmatized in society. People avoid talking about that. People avoid thinking about that, but it's a huge part of our life, whether we want it or not. It's inevitable, so, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's inevitable. And uh, I think it's uh, still inevitable uh, to be uh, like not talking about that. Why? Because we we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen uh, to our spirits or in, if there is that afterlife or something like that. Mm. So that's why there is some sort of stigma. <laughs> well, yeah, the unknown, uh-huh. the, the fear of yeah. the Great unknown. unknown. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know what surprised me? Uh, I have very mixed feelings about that because apparently... Um, So when we were choosing a niche um, in the, what's it called? Um, I know the, from Latin, there is a word called columba, columbarium or something like mm-hmm. the ne- necropolis where mm-hmm. you keep the urns and so on. When we were choosing a niche uh, over there in the necropolis, we saw a lot of empty spots and we're like, oh, can we take something like one of those? Because, you know, it's nice level and so on and so forth. And we were told like, no, these are taken. We're like, oh, okay. They're like, oh, that's sad. And they're like, oh, they, these were taken by people who are alive in their 30s. Mm-hmm. They resorted. You know, yeah, uh-huh. in their 30s and 40s, people just chose a spot for them, for themselves in a necropolis when they're still, you know, young and active and so on. And I have mixed feelings about that, I have to say, mm. because it's one thing to think about death and know like, okay, this is inevitable, Sometime in the future, that's going to happen. I have a spot waiting for you. Like, I don't know. Being precautious, maybe. Prepared. So just you're thinking the possibility all the area will be occupied and you're just being precautious. And okay, my dad has a spot already. Yeah. How old is he? Seven to three. My grandma as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she has a spot next to her late husband yeah. yeah so our granddad so and uh, uh actually i know that she is fully prepared so she has uh, some of money clothes right so and uh, all of our family so everybody knows where uh, it, wow. it all is sta- uh, stashed and so yeah that, that's that interesting is, yeah. Yeah. That is, and you have mm-hmm. to pay for this for the I, place i don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he, he mm-hmm. got it like mm-hmm. years and years ago so mm-hmm. i don't know Well, it's not for free, for sure. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's as far as I know, it's quite, it's quite pricey. Yes, get. God, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's ethical to pay for death, oh, like uh, for burying someone? This is someone? so controversial, I think. Yeah, really. What you mean, paying for the services or uh-huh. for the place? For the place itself. For the place. I mean, if we look at it from the point of like business there are so many people who make mm-hmm. business, business yeah. on death yeah, and they yeah. make yeah. money Morticians on people's and, yeah, all, grief all, all, yeah. all the people yeah, yeah it's like it's we business. pay we pay for being born and we pay for dying so yeah it's a bit uh, philosophical part. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true that's a lot of money is involved in that as well yeah you know what i would um if anyone is kind of curious about the topic and want to know more about how it like things are done there is actually a youtube channel of a woman uh and the youtube channel is called ask a mortician mm. so she's working in this uh industry she prepares the dead for the the deceased you know for the for the ceremonies and so on and she talks a lot about how people process things how things are organized and so on and so forth so yeah 
But, you know, apart from burial and cremation, there are other things nowadays. So do you know anything about the alternatives? Mm, sure, that sort of green burial, yeah. Uh, when uh, the uh, body is being buried in a certain place uh, with no uh, bombing or maybe uh, some sort of chemicals involved, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that it's as eco-friendly as possible. Yeah, probably the uh, coffin mi uh, might be made of wood and some uh, materials which... Uh, Uh, environmental friendly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. I mean, become a tree, basically. Yeah, you know, you can of. continue. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, you know, you give back to the Mother Earth, mm -hmm. Mother Nature, you know. Or you can donate your deceased body to a medicine faculty that people yeah. can just work on your body and just you can be kind of beneficial for other people that mm -hmm. they can understand human body or whatever. I so actually love would be a better the, option. The My idea opinion. of uh, organ donation, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I watched uh, a lot of uh, things in uh, the US and mm -hmm. Canada. So those special bracelets, uh, if uh, the person wants to, yeah, uh, if the person wants their organs to be used, uh, mm -hmm. to be passed to the people in need after they decease, right? We so, discussed this topic mm -hmm. in yeah. one of my speaking club lessons. Oh, you organ did? Donation. Really? Yeah, yeah, What was the reaction? The reaction, it, it was kind of mixed. People yeah. are not that much used to mm -hmm. the idea, right? Mm -hmm. After that, why should I give my after I die, why should I why give my you, yeah, you need organs to other people? It was mm -hmm. kind of an I ethical I think it also comes down to the fact that people imagine it, you know, being quite a dirty thing. Me, meaning, you know, that they will be basically, um, I do not know, open, cut, cut, cut open, uh -huh. like cut open, like something like, but no, that's not Ooh. the case. You still, you know, you're left as mm -hmm. looking as a person and so on. It's just some of the organs continue <clears throat> their life. And what I, what I learned was, It's not so common to donate your organs in, in Russia, I guess, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. So we have an indication on our driver's license mm -hmm. if you are okay to donate your organs or not, if mm -hmm. anything happens like an accident or something. Yeah. Actually, I had a student in Turkey, in your country. Mm -hmm. He was a doctor and he signed actually a paper for this. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, in case he does, he can mm -hmm. like uh, donate his organs. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's great because people who are waiting for some sort of donation, they can wait for years and years and years and years. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah but things happen. That's true. <laughs> so organ donation, um, green, what did you call it? Green burial. Green burial, yes. Mm -hmm. So what, actually, you know, talking about the green bur uh, burial, there is a thing in Sweden, in one of the Scandinavian countries where... Instead of using some sort of fire or anything, they use a special solution that um, Burns dissolves you inside out. I guess, right? It's not like burning, but it kind of dissolves the body, mm. and in the end, you're left with like a handful of fertilizer. So they can add some sort of seeds to that, so you can continue your life as a rose bush or as some lavender lettuce. bush. <laughs> Le not lettuce. <laughs> tree, yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. like, yeah, as a tree, as a beautiful bush of flowers and so on. Mm -hmm. And instead of cemeteries, so people have a forest, yeah? Yeah. Ooh. Good Sounds for the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
What are you guys thinking about that? You have very mixed feelings on your face. I think it's... Uh, if we speak about biology like and such things, I think it doesn't make sense from from another like perspective because when you dissolve the body and you put that uh, material in dirt, actually with time it will also uh, dissolve more and it will disappear. And later the plant, after some years, the plant will rely on new mm -hmm. materials to, to grow. So it's the same. You cannot like uh, grow one tree with the same uh, organics like forever. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. That's we true. Have. Well, that's an interesting idea to like, you know, perspective to look at it yeah. from. What do you think of cryogenics? Cryogenics. 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 Uh -huh. So it's been a topic of different sci-fi books for many, many, many decades. So, you know, this idea of being frozen and then mm -hmm. being thawed out and brought back to lifetime sometime in the future. What's your attitude to that? Mm. So sci-fi. So sci-fi. But sh like if, if uh. that was possible. I'd love the idea. You'd love it? Of Why? course. Because I'm so into sci-fi. And I would love uh, to consider the idea that my body uh, would uh, thaw back uh, and uh, so they uh, sort of reincarnate or restart it. Yeah. And uh, I want to go into the space, you know, and uh, <laughs> discover and uh, it, it all. So it's not possible now. What, what about the uh, future? Yeah. Maybe. Mm. So you would go years. for it. Of course. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because so we uh, have a little club of people who wouldn't. And <laughs> yeah. Um, in this matter, like experiencing the horror of death uh, once in your in a lifetime, I think it's enough. Because if you wake up someone in the future, I think it will be so hard to adapt with the yeah, that's, society. That's, that's, that's the point that I was thinking. With though, everything, right? with the technology there, the style of living. Maybe the future will hold, uh, for example, maybe you will wake up in a war or something, I don't know, like a world war or something yeah, like this, you know? Yeah, You will be needed as a soldier. And you will be an analog person yeah, so it's in, risky. in a digital future, so you won't yeah. function in a way, right? If we imagine, let's say, a person from the 1930s suddenly, you know, appearing in our lifetime, they would be so lost. Yeah. With all the phones, the technology, they would just feel out of place. So, yeah, I agree with that. It's Remember there was a cartoon, Futurama, mm. where a guy mm. kind of like woke up in the future. So, yeah, that would be too hard to adapt. But he adapted. But <laughs> Damn it, he watched this, <laughs> didn't you? Of course. So, yeah. And, uh, mm. If we talk about, um, so we've talked about cremation and what can be done, other alternatives to the body, mm -hmm. but what can be done after the cremation? Because there are apparently so many options. Put the ashes into urn and... Yes. Travel the world with that urn. Or, or climb Mount mm -hmm. Everest and just pour mm -hmm. it down. Like scatter, scattering the all ashes. the ashes. Yeah. yeah, scattering the ashes is an action of uh, moving on. Actually, it's an act of moving on. Mm. Uh, I have seen this many times, and uh, when someone decides to uh, scatter the ashes uh, into air, so it means they moved on, like the pain finished, and you know such things. Well, that's an interesting idea, but because uh, then you wouldn't have some sort of a place to come to, you notice to. 
So it's it's Why not, not it's not a cemetery. Way? Well, if you travel, let's say scatter it over okay, the ocean. Okay, so or you can uh, scatter uh, the ashes in a definite place. Yeah. For okay. which you loved or, or the person or who deceased loved, right? So, and it becomes some sort of uh, memorial, yeah? Mm -hmm. So uh, it must, uh, it might be uh, just a, a bench in the park, right? And so you scatter some ashes around it. And so it becomes the, the place to uh, come there, calm down and remember, yeah? So why not? sound as a person with very dark sense of humor, but it's just when you do it or if you do it, it's important to keep, to factor in the wind so that it doesn't yeah. come to your face. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you, yeah, you so would disappear within a minute. So yeah. Oh, my dad's right. gone. Yeah. I know that people can also make jewelry out of ash. Like some, or bones. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort so, of pendant. Right. Yeah, some people add it to the, mm -hmm. the pendant, um, to some sort of enamel and so mm -hmm. on. But actually, there is one more thing that you can use the ashes to create a diamond. Mm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's, I do not know it's, the it's technology carbon. behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's carbon. You can just squeeze it and make it like, mm. yeah, why not? That's interesting. Yeah. I told my fiance, if you uh -huh. die before uh -huh. I do, I'm turning you into a diamond. Like, I'm going to have somewhat carrots, you know, like on my uh -huh. arm, like my hand. Mm -hmm. That's that's all set, you know. Mm -hmm. So Nice yeah. idea. Apparently. Yeah. There, there's one more idea that people do in the UK, but I, I have very mixed feelings about that. Adding a bit of ashes into the ink and tattooing something. So you wow. kind of use that as... I'm, ink. I'm not sure that it might be healthy. That's the concern that I have. Because the ink is just a certain substance, right? And you add something to that, especially. So ashes, it's not... Not hygienic, Hygienic at all. Yeah. Right, so... And think about that person yeah. diseased because of the illness or something. Yeah, or no. You wouldn't... Mm -hmm. Want mm -hmm. to put that in general, body you know, part into your skin. when you have a tattoo done, they want things to be like, if not sterile, but mm -hmm. at least as clean as possible. Mm -hmm. So they use disposable needles and so on. And adding some sort of ash, which is, yeah, that's I almost no. dust mm. and, and, and you don't know what's exactly inside. Yeah, so. that's a no no. That's no. a no no for mm -hmm. me, for sure. So really? there are other ways to commemorate, you know, somebody's yeah. mummification. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mummification, but it's not really yeah. a practice nowadays, is it? Actually, uh, it can. is in some uh, South American cultures. Mm. I don't remember the exact place, but actually, people do it, and they actually live with their this demised people. I they mean, lived with them. It sounds like a bit of taxidermy. Yeah, yeah they, but they do. It's yeah, yeah, creepy. Yeah. A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. It's extreme. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a bit extreme. You're they really are sitting with your mm -hmm. deceased yes, relative yeah. in your living room on the they couch. They sleep with them yeah, yeah. in bed. Yeah. That's like an extreme stage of denial. Mm -hmm. Creepy. But since we're talking about um, death and the culture of death, I think it's uh, inevitable that we're going to talk about the future. So Because now the technology is developing we live in a fast-paced world and so on so and nowadays we have ai as well so and nowadays there are apparently some sort of other options so i do not know if you know uh about one korean mom and her vr daughter have you heard about the story have you yeah yep 
So can you briefly summarize it for us? the listeners what happened i guess she lost her daughter and she couldn't take it anymore and she she was trying to find a solution to just bring her life in a way and she made a kind of any agreement with the media Mm -hmm. uh, moguls or whatever in south korea Mm -hmm. and they put the vr on both and they recreated the daughter the deceased daughter and they were like and having an emotional moment in front of millions like and it was aired live i guess Mm -hmm. right do you think it's unethical I don't it think is. so. Yeah, I don't think so. You are basically speaking to algorithms. Yeah. It's not, you're not speaking yeah. to a person and it's created by another human and it's like you are tricking your mind. Yeah, like it's not mm-hmm. absolutely. And then after yeah, that, you're having the volumes, like a high yeah. volume of volumes to forget about that experience. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to happen again. I her, feel daughter, like- yeah, her daughter was six years old yeah. and she had leukemia. And now if, okay, sometimes when you love someone uh, that much, especially if it's a... Uh, of your own, like a child. Of course, the pain is deep, but uh, not, not at the extent to create an illusion for yourself to satisfy your, you know, be like feeling be okay. And by the way, she didn't feel okay after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So she became it didn't suicidal, work. right? Yeah. Sort so of you, you have uh, videos, you have photos to uh, to watch or to re watch. Yeah. To. Uh, those memorable moments of uh, her or or him being alive, right? So, and you go for uh, just image, yeah? Mm -hmm. So, uh, there is a certain scenario, right? Uh, So, it's not her behavior or something like that. So, I think it's hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it is due to a person's inability to Mm -hmm. get over the denial stage so they don't want to believe that their loved one is gone and so on but yeah therapy would have been much better in this case i believe Mm -hmm. you know because yeah one more thing is that um i believe that people in the vain attempt to have somebody you know being digitally immortal, let's say, you know, to have a VR or something of their loved one, they can forget about the real life that is still going on. So they'll be living in this virtual reality, not paying much attention to what is happening in their own life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the meantime. And that's dangerous. Yeah. Have you watched a um, Black Mirror TV show? Yep. Nope. So... I watched some episodes, not all of them. So there was an episode in, I think, season two, which was called Be Right Back. Um, what do you remember this this one about a woman whose husband died? So what did she do in, the, in this TV remember. show? Do you remember? I guess she was using kind of an uh, internet program that, that brought the, the husband back to life in digital environment. So she was kind of contacting with with him. So it was even a bit more than that, because in this, just for those who do not know, uh, Black Mirror is like a dystopian TV show. It was kind of a software, I guess, right? Yeah, it was like the software. So she uploaded all of the messages and so on. And based on this, uh, she got her, well, got her husband back, but that was let's say a living well not a living person but it was virtual. the same mm. it was not virtual the thing is that it felt like this person mm. you know so it was i don't want to say a doll but something like that life size with the face the dummy then yeah but mm-hmm. as if it's a real person so with the skin mm-hmm. with the hair with the eyes the speech 
the thoughts, you know. That's why I would never watch that simulation. Show. We can say like. Yeah, but it was like walking, talking, talking. breathing. Mm. Well, it was not breathing, as you know. But and at first she was so happy because based so this, let's say creature, okay, because it's not really a person. So since it analyzed all the messages and so on in the videos and everything, it was acting like a real person would act, like mm. her deceased husband would have acted. And so that's why at first she was ecstatic. She was spending all the time with him, you know, because. He was speaking the same way, he's the same intonation, everything was the same. But then she started to notice like, okay, it looks like my husband, it talks like my husband, but it doesn't breathe. He doesn't eat because, you know, it's a creature, so it doesn't need to. And in the end, she just locked him up in the attic and let him uh, meet their daughter and so on and spend like birthdays and so on together. So, and it was very thought provoking. She was also pregnant, I guess, right? She was pregnant yeah, yeah, when yeah. he died. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So, and that was a very thought-provoking episode, I should say. So, because a lot of people started to think like, okay, because the first initial reaction is, oh, that's great. Mm. She has, you know, some sort of... There there will be setbacks, all right? You would lose your mind, all right? You're just attaching that kind of image mm -hmm. that's not real. And you just tell yourself or you're trying to convince yourself, all right, that is real, that is real, but it's not real. So, so you're instead going to just of, get a loon. Instead of going on. Yeah. yeah. So you're just holding back. And, yes. Okay. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good way to put it. Yes. Yeah. And in the, in the TV show, she actually lost all her social life because she preferred to spend the time with him mm -hmm. rather than with her friends and family and so on. Yeah. One more thing that is... That sounds a bit surreal and is that has to do with the, you know, digital afterlife and so on is sending text messages from the afterlife. Have you heard about that? Well, yeah, I yeah. think yes, yeah. uh, but I uh, had no experience like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I know that some people uh, probably... Um, organize and then publish uh, some sort of uh, videos so uh, messages to their uh, loved ones uh, from uh, from the time they were still alive yes and so uh, like some wishes and some good words uh, yeah so that sounds kind of comforting yeah but uh, the messages uh, I mean just uh, getting the message uh, from uh, my uh, late uh, friend yeah mm -hmm. come on so all right the, let's the, meet there is no person to meet all right so you're just yeah it's an illusion and mm, it would be same. kind of bad for your psy mm -hmm. psyche you know so, same yeah. idea like the, the woman who lost her daughter there are there are some uh, ideas that are discussed and uh, shown in some tv shows and movies about uh, death and many people think about death actually and it's different aspects and what uh, can people do for example, there was this TV show called The Hundred, and uh, one woman she developed uh, like a smart artificial intelligence. And what does she do? She puts actually the she puts her consciousness into that uh, chip. Uh, so that chip, they, you have to put it uh, in the back of your neck, and her consciousness will, for example, be with your consciousness in the same mind. And this way, you can talk to her in your mind and everything. So people. Uh, developed that technology with time in the future and they started actually uh, uh, using it to jump into new bodies for example uh, if i want to die if i want to die 
I have to, they have to take that uh, chip, that chip, mm -hmm. and put it in a new body, and they have to kill the new body to do it. So it became unethical. Oh. Yeah, and uh, there was one guy. Uh, he was loved by his uh, woman, and she was a doctor. And she, when she lost him, he was like in a coma, and uh, she took the ch the chip and she put it. She, like, there was like a very strange uh, kind of religion. And that religion was set to uh, to sacrifice people for some leaders, and they they Scientology. yeah they made they made some illusion for them that they have to sacrifice and they will be appreciated forever and that they will be with their gods, you know. So uh, they infiltrated that uh, religion and they took someone who looked very handsome and young, younger than her, and she put the ch uh, the chip there. Mm. When he woke up. He was looking at himself in the mirror and he didn't accept himself and he committed suicide. Oh. Yeah. He destroyed the chip and he wow. committed suicide. So there are many aspects actually. But, uh, but no matter what we talk about, have you noticed how it's always some sort of a dilemma and mm -hmm, some sort yeah. of ethical slash unethical situation? Yeah. yeah. And this idea of uh, digital immortality has been seen in many TV shows these days as well. Yeah. So I remember watching Upload. It's a TV show where after death, you basically have a choice. You either just die forever or they upload your mind into the cloud and you continue living only in this some sort of digital space. You can still talk to your relatives. You're still like living only in this sort of cloud. And it kind of showed this, like some surreal um, aspects as well, because uh, the main character of the story is a rich guy. So he continues living, you know, in this afterlife, in this cloud. So they have um, great mansion, you know, he can change the weather as he likes because it's all digital. But then, you know, if he wants some coffee in this afterlife, it says... Just swipe your card or something like that. It's going to be $10 or this many dollars. And if people are poor and they choose this, they have like 20 megabytes per month. So they start reading a book and so on and so forth. But when they read, they only have access to like 20% of the book and everything else is just for money. And I'm like, oh my God. All right. It's kind of a subscription in afterlife, you know. Yeah. So I remember I had very mixed Is that what we are coming to? But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if... The, like the humanity comes to this because there is a tendency to kind of make a business out of everything. Yeah, everything. yeah of course. Monetize yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. So it's such an upsetting thing. I think, uh, yeah. I think the term rest in peace is uh, is said for a good reason. Like mm -hmm. I think people are just thinking like they want more from this life. I think one life is enough. When it's your time, it's your time. And uh, we are not the first ones like... Uh, if we think about how many people lived on this planet and uh, mm -hmm. how many people died and how many like children died, old people died, you know, like everybody dies, okay? So it is something that happens. It's life. We need to accept it, embrace it and stop thinking about like uh, reviving ourselves in the future and such like extreme ideas because it's a source of uh, not like no satisfaction, Mm -hmm. Like you are given this uh, life, okay? You have a time. You die, that's enough. Like other people will come and live also. Mm -hmm. That's it. Rest in peace. Yeah. I love, you know, the attitude that Mexicans have to it. Because in there, uh, I love their sort of tradition. So you have heard about the Day of Day the of Dead. Dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dia de los Muertos. Um, and they believe that 
as long as you are remembered by your descendants um, and by your children, grand grandchildren, great great children, you will be alive. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically. Great idea. So you will only die when the last person who remembers your name dies. So, and I kind of love that. So it kind of shows that hey, life does not stop when you die. You still live in the memory. It's mm -hmm. a kind of transition, you. Even. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of. Well, uh, if we talk not about let's say digital immortality, but a way to bring back the memory, maybe. Have you heard about how in 2020 Kanye West gave a present to his then a wife Kim Kardashian the hologram the hologram yeah, of hologram. her deceased father yeah. yeah so what do you think about that but for me it sounds the same as uh, it was for the Korean woman yeah or really, really? it's the same sort same of same yes I mean uh, if it's uh, like I don't know a beautiful uh, video uh, with uh, the memorable photos and uh, stuff so yeah why not i'll go for it myself but uh, if it's some sort of uh, hologram uh, ai is included and this is all um, kind of uh, it it's planned and it's not your father or, or daughter speaking exactly so oh i thought he couldn't right. speak in the hologram like it mm. was just like you know some just sort of image. a moving picture mm. or something but, like but that but again it's delusional i think yeah, yeah. Okay. so do you happen to know if he could like speak and there is there was any sort of voice of something like that in the hologram? Probably, probably, yes. But it's pre-programmed, I guess. You just well, yeah. you just install mm -hmm. a certain yeah audio certain or text. a song mm -hmm. yeah. or whatever uh. or the voice code, and you can't interact it like a natural in natural mm -hmm. way. So he mm -hmm. he or she doesn't reply unless, back unless you have the set of questions. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can just program it right. and write write so the cues and everything. To, to my mind, it sounds uh, pretty much the same, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I wouldn't uh, like to to do that myself. To uh, I mean to to witness that myself, or or maybe uh, to uh, to be the part of it. Uh, like if I was the hologram, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm, sounds I don't know. If uh, if we speak about hologram, okay, we have two aspects here. Aspect number one is that in the past we used to paint people mm -hmm. and then we invented the camera and we started taking photos of them. We keep the photos to remember. It's okay to remember. Now the technology developed. And if we speak about this, uh, now we have videos. Also, you can watch the videos. Then if we have uh, holograms, I think it's ethical to look at the holograms as a sort of media like just like when you painted uh, someone mm -hmm. in the past it's the same thing because it's our generation and we have this invention but to put audios and uh, to imagine that person is alive and he is real and or she is real and you are speaking to them we will go back to the same aspect of the korean woman and it's it's like a hypocrisy here mm -hmm. the yeah. interaction should be limited yeah mm -hmm. that's a good way to put a yes yes so, um, in general, I know that there are also different ideas as to what comes after death. So if I may ask you, do you believe in, let's say, the concepts of hell, heaven, afterlife? Yeah, I do. I do. No, I don't. In, in nothing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I believe because uh, I, I've already told you uh, 
too much science fiction and stuff. Too much science fiction. (laughs) Yeah, but still, uh, this is some sort of comforting idea that uh, there is something, yeah? Mm -hmm. Uh, Heaven or hell, some limbo, uh, probably reincarnation, yeah? Some uh, That uh, it's not your last stop, Mm -hmm. yeah? That uh, probably uh, you'll uh, appear on a platform nine and three quarters, yeah? (laughs) And Dumbledore will talk to you, yes? (laughs) How to spot a Harry Potter fan? (laughs) It's yeah. like, say you're a Harry Potter fan yeah. without saying you're a Harry Potter fan. Right. So, uh, I mean that uh, there is something, yeah, and uh, probably uh, I'll be a, a tree in my mm-hmm. uh, next life. So, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Fair so enough. W- without uh, that green barrel, yeah. Mm. So, it's just, yeah, transcending, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, there is always a chance that yeah. the journey will go. Right. So yeah. I would love that. If idea. you believe in that. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Like, you know, there are some aspects uh, that should unite us. For example, someone believes, someone doesn't believe, someone believes in other things. Mm-hmm. These are very interesting ideas. And I think each idea can give a sort of comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very beautiful to think about reincarnation. It's very beautiful to think that nothing will happen after our death. It's very beautiful to think that there is hell and heaven because... If you believe in hell, you will be a good person. If you believe in heaven, you will be a good person, you know? That That is the point. You exactly. don't need abstract things exactly. to be a good person. Exactly, That's what yes. I'm, but some, some people, like, you know, at least it prevents some minority of people from being bad. Actually, even, even those who believe and don't believe, you cannot, like, uh, judge them as good and bad because... It depends on the individual, uh, you know, mentality and uh, experience and character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, such ideas really should unite us. And uh, it's very beautiful to think about such ideas. Uh, you know, ev- everyone, even religious people who think they are skeptical about some stuff about mm-hmm. death. But and anyway, it's okay. I'm uh-huh. sorry. It, anyway, it's so interesting to explore. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, ideas. B- beliefs, the mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to guess if there is something... Uh, but they're ideas. They're not proven. That's the thing that I'm just yes, trying to say. The so idea, there, are, there are many things yes, which actually are Actually, no idea. If, even in scientific... Uh, all right, right, right. What yeah. I'm, okay, what mm-hmm. I'm thinking is, all right. Okay, if you don't have any proof of something mm-hmm. solid, how can you fanatically believing in, in that thing that that's going to happen eventually? Uh, it's not about fanatically believing. No, no, no it's not, just I'm about not, exploring. I'm general, generalizing. Guessing, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, so coming from Peter Pan, just believe, right? <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ur. <coughs> the same uh, concept. For example, uh, you know, you don't know for sure when it comes to death. Nobody knows for sure whether you are religious, whether you are atheist, whether you are. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows for sure. Mm. But every person has the right to have his own uh, ideas. I don't. I don't have any yeah, yeah, objection. Exactly. On that. Huh? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm. I'm not speaking mm. about the objection. I'm speaking about uh, the concept of thinking. Mm. When it comes to death, nobody knows. Even if someone doesn't believe or someone believes, mm. there will be always like skepticism in that uh, matter. Okay. Always, okay. because we don't know. We did. De- we, we don't know what will happen after that. It's impossible. So th- can we say that it's a kind of wishful thinking, thinking about the heaven and hell or whatever? Not only heaven and hell, about everything. Even not thinking about uh, heaven or, he- or hell, 
even if you think that nothing will happen, it's also a wish. Everything is a wish because we don't know anything about death. That's the beauty of it, us okay. having different uh, beliefs and so on in the world in general. Yeah. So Makes that's us. why exploring is the yeah. best idea. I mean, so uh, you have uh, yeah, your uh, opinion, so the other person has the other opinion, and uh, all together you're like, oh, come on, the mind is beautiful. Yeah. So there are so many. Yeah, yeah that's true. So yeah. That's the point. Well, talking on the topic, I'm going to mention again the uh, YouTube channel, which is Ask a Mortician if you want to find more. There is also a some great books that I can recommend to those who are interested in the topic, both from the historical point of view and the scientific point of view. So the first one is the book by Mary Roach, which is called Stiff. And uh, it's about how cadavers serve the science, basically what can be done to your body in the scientific world. Fantastic book, highly recommend. And to those who read in Russian, there are also two books by Sergei Mohov, uh, who writes about um, cemeteries, the um, all this sort of uh, death culture and so on from the historical and cultural point of view as well. How it all developed in Russia from centuries back, you know, what was the attitude, what were the procedures and so on and so forth. And also he has a separate book on how we accept or not accept death. Mm -hmm. So what has been people's attitude to that again throughout time and so on and so forth. Well, guys, and in the after show, we are going to discuss some of our personal experiences and uh, cultural differences as well. So stay tuned for the after show. And if you don't know how to actually get to the after show, uh, check out our private Telegram chat, which you can find through Big Apple Chatbot or through a link on our YouTube or Telegram channel. So that was Katja and my guests. Alona. Ayub. Bonjour. So stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.